It's been a long and harrowing winter. And life has gotten in the way. We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove, and nobody seems to know what to get Millie or Jimmy for their wedding present. We're dealing with a lot of sh But patience has persevered. The snow has thawed. And finally, spring has run. Swinging a high fly, deep left field. Way back, it is gone. Welcome back, Keston Nahira, a three-run home run. This is the Brewers Spring Training Special. Now, runner trying to get to third. Here's the throw from Garcia. It's on the bag and in time. Back at the track, he looks up. That ball's gone. That ball got up in the jet stream and got way out of here off the bat of Abiseo Garcia. Now, here is your host, Matt Pauley. It's 61 degrees outside right now, so the heat's on, right? The heat is on. 61 degrees, that counts. Three weeks ago, we could barely get to uh, anything even close to not freezing, so... 61 degrees at 8.04, we'll take it. The heat is definitely on, and uh, we're just a few weeks out from opening day for the Brewers. Of course, we are your home for Brewers baseball. Our number three of our Brewers spring training special. We've already spoken with David Stearns, Jackie Bradley Jr., Brandon Woodruff, Craig Council, Corbin Burns, Keston Hira, and Brent Suter this hour Conversations coming up with Garrett Mitchell, one of the top prospects in the organization, was their top pick in last year's draft. Travis Shaw returning to the organization. He is going to join us coming up in about uh, 15 minutes. But we'll talk with one of the other Brewers infielders and somebody who is just entering the organization, but somebody who is very familiar with the Milwaukee Brewers because he has been playing in the NL Central and, quite honestly, he has put up pretty good numbers against the Brewers in his career. So maybe, not maybe, flat out, it is good that the Brewers are no longer going to be facing off against uh, Colton Wong as we do bring in the new Brewers second baseman onto the show. Colton, thanks so much for the time. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing really good. Hey, what's uh, what's this transition been like for you, coming out of an organization that you knew for, for so long into a brand new organization and kind of understanding it and learning it here in spring? Take me through what this whole process has been like for you. Yeah, it's obviously been a little crazy. Um, you know, like you said, being with an organization for basically 10 years of my career um, and then finally making the transition to another team. Um, you know, there's a little bit of like, a learning curve, you know, trying to figure out how to, you know, come to this team, you know, learn – you know, their way of playing, understand how to not step on anybody's toes and just kind of, you know, be as seamless as I can being a part of this team. So it's been fun, man. These guys have welcomed me in with open arms. Uh, a lot of pitchers have been excited to have me. So it's been a good little mixture of just, you know, seeing these guys and knowing how good they are. I'm excited to be a part of it. Maybe this is a tough question to ask now that you're part of the organization. It's hard to go back. But before you were ever with Milwaukee, when you were over in that other dugout, watching the Brewers, watching how they play, how they act. What was kind of your feeling or evaluation about the club? Um, they just they looked like a team that was ready to compete every single day. Um, you know, and that was, that was a big thing for me is watching them. It was just like you knew that you were in for a fight every single day. The Brewers. You know, that was something that I always loved. You know, being a smaller guy, you know, always having that fight that you had to bring to the field every day. Uh, it just felt like a team that I felt like I could mesh, mesh with pretty well and, you know, it's just been a really good transition. These guys have been amazing. And um, this team is just something that, you know, they're very even keel. They're very, you know, relaxed, but they know how to get after it. 
Seems like you've had a fair amount of success against the team. Have you got razzed at all about that since uh, since getting here? A little bit here and there, but not too bad. Uh, I think guys are more excited to have me than they are about razzing me. So, um, you know, I'm excited to be here. You know, I've been just telling them, like, you know, man, obviously this is a job we all know, but, you know, I'm excited to be a part of this team. You know, playing against this team, this team and knowing how good this pitching staff has been over the couple of years and knowing how they've been last year, uh, I'm excited to join and, and try and help them you know, take that next step. You've now played for a few different managers and Matheny and Schilt and, and, and now Craig Council. What is it like? How much does a, a manager's demeanor, the way that he runs a team, anything like that, how much does it impact you now that you've played for a few different managers? Yeah, I mean, that's everything for, for the team. You know, for team morale, to allow guys to be themselves. Uh, having a manager that just understands the game, understands the hard times, you know, the good times, you know, understands that you know, things just aren't going to be going right every single day. And that's what Craig brings. And, you know, it's fun to have somebody who's been in, you know, baseball as well. You know, somebody who's played the game, who knows, you know, how tough this game is. And that's going to have your back through thick and thin. Uh, you know, you can sense that right away when I got into that. You know, council's going to be like that. And, you know, that's somebody you want to go to battle for every day. Maybe this doesn't apply to you so much because you've been around, but I've heard people say about council that he's somebody that, especially as a young player, you can walk into that clubhouse for the first time and not feel like, you have to act like a major leaguer, for lack of a better term, that you can be yourself. When you walked into the clubhouse for the first time, did you get that feeling that you could be who you are? Absolutely. You know, from, from the very first day I walked in here, just I had that feeling about it. I mean, just from the coaching standpoint, not even Council. I mean, Council has been amazing. You know, he gives you your space to go do your thing. But every coach, um, you know, has reached out to me, has wanted me to, you know, kind of give them, you know, what I do before pregame or, you know, whatever I'm, I'm doing you know, that day, and they're always willing to work with me and, and do whatever I can to be ready. And, you know, that's what it takes, man, just having the ability to communicate with coaches. And I think, you know, when you look around, every single coach is willing to learn and willing to give their advice, and, you know, that's just kind of how things go, and that's what makes, you know, this organization so good is guys are really to, you know, put everything aside, put all their pride aside to do whatever they can to make you better. You've been asked about it already, about the fact that this organization utilizes the shift a lot, and maybe that's not something that you've had so much even beyond just the actual shifting, the the data, the information, the process to which those decisions are made, what's it been like for you experiencing that? Yeah, obviously a little more shifting than, than I'm used to, but we did a decent amount in St. Louis. Um, so it's just about understanding that, you know, you're going to be shifting pretty much all the time, but that's just the game nowadays. Um, you know, with shifting and, and all analytics and whatnot, you just understand that, you know, the game is shifting towards this route. So, you know, it's just about accepting it and, and trying to make it your own and, do what you can with it so i know i'm gonna be put in good situations to make a lot of plays because of the analytics so i'm gonna take that as positive and you know try and continue to i guess learn more and more as i go part of spring training is getting that chemistry with your double play partner at shortstop whether it's orlando arcia or luis Urias, daniel robertson will probably play a, a little bit there what's that been like so far as you guys have been able to work together up the middle yeah like you said you know it's, it's been good but for the most part we've been shuffling guys back and forth at short. So uh, just trying to learn everybody. You know, everybody has little things that they do differently. So just understanding, you know, our angles, you know, where guys, you know, tend to leave the ball in certain plays, uh, just so I can be comfortable with turning over plays. You know, that's the biggest thing is I want these guys to be all comfortable or to be comfortable when I'm feeding them the ball and, you know, vice versa. When you think about this team up the middle with you and Orlando and even Lorenzo out in center field, it's it's tough to find a major league team that's got a better up-the-middle defense than the Brewers. Does it excite you to be part of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, you know, huge excitement to be a part of that. I mean, when you think about it, you know, 
that is what makes this team so good. I mean, our pitching staff is probably, you know, one of the best in the league. So if we can have that elite defense to follow it, you know, this pitching staff is just going to continue to bloom and be as good as we think they're going to be. So, you know, we're excited to put in work, you know, beat that defense that we know we can be up the middle and, you know, all around and, you know, let these pitchers go out there and dominate like we know they will. I talked to Keston here a little bit about this. He's he's coming from second, and I'm curious to see what it's going to be like on some of those ground balls that maybe come to you, but he's got that range, so he's got the ability to go to it. What have you seen from him working over at first base as he kind of learns the nuances of playing first? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's a transition for him, and, you know, it's getting to a point where he's starting to look really good. You know, I mean, just from picking um, to understanding, you know, all the concepts it takes at first base, uh, you know, I told Kesson, you know, from the very get go, like, hey, man, like, you know, we can still work at second base, we can still put in that work because, you know, we all know how good you are as, you know, a hitter. And, you know, if we can have, get that defense, you know, to where it needs to be, he's, you know, a full package player. Uh, you know, just knowing how good he is at, at second, you know, you know that transition is going to be a, a little different at first, but I think he'll handle it. He's been doing well. And as long as me and can communicate, uh, you know, that whole range stuff, I'm going to let him do his thing. You know, if he wants to get the ball score right now, going to be backing you up and um, playing my shifts and doing what i got to do. In addition to what you bring defensively, you're a solid hitter and you're somebody who you don't strike out a lot. That's uh, that's something that's been talked about a lot. This is a Brewers team that's struck out a fair amount recently. D- does that even make the fit that much better because you fill really a, a role and a spot in this lineup and you have a skill set that seemingly is something that this club really needs? Absolutely. You know, that's the one thing is, like, I'm not a guy that's going to hit you 20, 30 home runs, but I'm going to do everything else that other guys can't. You know, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to hit the ball the other way. I'm going to do the, the little things that, you know, frustrate pitchers. And that's that's always been my game is I want to be somebody who's all about smart. you always trying to figure out a way to beat you, not just by the long ball, but by everything else. So uh, I think, you know, adding that to this team of, I mean, you know, you got Christian Yelich on the team, so it's, pretty fun to be a part of, you know, but just being a part of that and and trying to get on base as much as I can with these guys and doing what I can, uh, I feel like it's a really good fit. Before we let you go, just want to go back to the off season a little bit. We know it's been a slow off season. We know it's a pandemic. Um, there's still a lot of really talented ball players that that don't have jobs as we're speaking right now. W- were the Brewers in on you early? Did it did it develop late? What was the what was the off season and just the conversations you were having with teams like? Yeah, I mean it was off the get go. There was a lot of teams that reached out. I'd say probably close to ten teams that reached out right away. Uh, say how excited they were that I was a free agent. You know how they wanted to talk. Uh, the Brewers were there from the get go. You know, it was steady communication the whole way through. Uh, you know, it was, it was, I mean, you could tell that there was excitement from this side, you know, and I felt like, you know, for me, knowing how good I played in Milwaukee, you know, it was really exciting for me. Uh, I just felt like this was a really good fit. I felt like this was a stadium and a team that I could come in and, you know, really take my offensive numbers to another level. Um, you know, with the defense that I already have, if I can, you know, put up some good offensive numbers, that makes me a player that I know I can be. You know, the stadium and this team allows me to do that. So, you know, I'm excited for this opportunity. I'm excited to, you know, that the Brewers chose to, you know, acquire me and I'm ready to go. We're all human beings. We all want people to want us. How how nice was it and how much did it impact you that the Brewers clearly wanted you and desired you from the start? Yeah, that was huge. I mean, obviously as a free agent, that's all you want. You know, you just want the team to want you and, and respect you and respect your game and, you know, I felt that from the very beginning. You know, they would talk about my defense and talk about my hitting and, you know, my base running and all this. And they just loved, you know, from the analytics standpoint, you know, what I brought. You know, that's all you want as a player. You know, I mean, we all play the game a certain a certain way. And to have somebody love the way you play your game, 
uh, it always makes it easier to come over here. So the transition of coming here is easy because I knew that these guys loved my game. Analytics proved that my game was, you know, what they needed, and, you know, I'm excited to do it. Colton, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to seeing you in Milwaukee here in a few weeks. Absolutely, man. Nice meeting you, too. Brewers second baseman Colton Wong, one of the newest members of the team, joining us here on our Brewers Spring Training Special. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to chime in on anything, Mark River West, uh, Mark and River West, I should say, said, what are my thoughts on Travis Shaw being back with the club relegated to the minors or on the team? He's not going to the minors. First and foremost, that, that's the most important thing to say because essentially his contract will not allow him to go to the minors. Technically, he is on a minor league contract with an invite to Major League Spring Training, but he also has an opt-out in his contract, and it is a very early opt-out. I believe it's March 15th, if I have that right. So what, that's, what, say the 10th? Today's 10th. Yeah, so that's five days away. Generally, those opt-outs from players come either at the end of spring training or maybe two weeks or a month or even six weeks into the season where... If a guy doesn't make the big league club, maybe he'll go to spring tri- or to a triple A, I should say, for a few weeks and see if something happens with the big league club where you get the opportunity. Travis Shaw is basically on a major league contract. He's basically on a major league contract because they have to commit to him by March 15th, five days from now. They have to tell him whether or not they are going to commit to him being on the big league roster. And if they don't commit to him being on the big league roster, he can walk away. His numbers with what he did last year at Toronto, especially when you dive in a little bit, uh, and we, you can uh, you can compare things like hard hit percentage and barrel percentage and launch angle, like all these advanced numbers that help make up the way that you evaluate a baseball player. You can look at his numbers from last year, and you can look at his numbers from the year before the Brewers where he really struggled, and you can see a huge difference. What he did last year with the Blue Jays absolutely would play this year with the Brewers, and if he can take another step forward and have even more of a bounce back and get back to being closer to the guy that he was those two years before with the Brewers, that's going to be a big bat to be able to put in the lineup. No guarantee that that's going to happen. Absolutely no guarantee. Hit a home run uh, earlier today in a Cactus League game. That was good to see. That was about the only thing that the Brewers did from an offensive standpoint. But there are definitely numbers out there that absolutely indicate that he is somebody who's going to be closer to who he was in those two really good years with the Brewers than as opposed to that one uh, tough year that he had in his final year with the team before uh, leaving and playing uh, with Toronto last year. Speaking of Travis Shaw, how about we hear from the guy? He joins us coming up next. Stay tuned. Our Brewers Spring Training Special will be right back. The interviews continue. This is Brewers Spring Training Special. Coming up in about uh, 15, 20 minutes, we're going to give you an opportunity to hear from one of the top prospects in the organization, the guy who was drafted with their first pick in last year's draft, Garrett Mitchell, who's been given an opportunity this year in big league spring training, been given a lot of opportunities, and so far he's come through in a pretty big way. There's been 
I, the, people have started the rumblings on Twitter. Hey, what happens if this guy finds a way to make the big league team out of spring? That seems unlikely. He has yet to play in an actual minor league game with no minor league season last year. But it's been impressive to see what he has done so far. A conversation with uh, Garrett Mitchell is going to be uh, coming up in about uh, 10 minutes. But right now, let's bring in a guy who is in the organization, out of the organization, back in. Travis Shaw put up some great numbers with the club, and then he had a down season. He left to go uh, spend a year in Toronto. They, they, they did not play, actually, in Toronto, but they were the Toronto Blue Jays. And now he is uh, back in the organization. And right now it feels like he's being given every opportunity to once again be the third baseman for the Brewers. Travis Shaw joins us on the program right now. And, Travis, let's start with this. It is is it weird coming back to a team after a year away, or is it more like you walk into that clubhouse and it's like you never even left? No, honestly, it wasn't that weird. It was, I mean, last season was super weird anyway, shortened season, so kind of like I never left, but uh, it's still good to be back. Pretty much everybody's still here for the most part. Uh, coaching staff's all intact, so very familiar, very comfortable, and uh, feels good to be back. Don't want to spend too terribly much time on on last year, but uh, you may have been in the weirdest situation of them all, just being part of Toronto where you, you guys didn't know for sure where you were going to play. There were rumors. like At one point it looked like you were going to go one place, and city government stepped in and said no, and you, you end up playing in a uh, what, AAA ballpark, I believe, in, in, in Buffalo. Just that, that whole experience leading into the season, have you ever been part of anything like that? No, I've not. I mean, it was... It was rough. It wasn't ideal. Um, we went into opening day still not knowing where we were going to play our first home game because there was talks of Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and both of those fell through. And then it was kind of rushing to figure out if we were going to play all road games or go to Buffalo. They decided on Buffalo. Um, kind of where we ended up for the year. wasn't an ideal situation, but uh, try to make the best of it. How did they handle it in Buffalo? Obviously, it's a Triple A ballpark, but just in terms of what they attempted to do to make it as good as possible, did the folks out there do an all right job? Yeah, they did. I mean, with the limited amount of time that they had to get ready, I mean, there was basically a two week window where they had to upgrade everything and build us a new clubhouse and kind of all that, all that that went into it. They did about as good a job as they possibly could. When you went into the off season and you knew you were going to be a free agent and you knew you were going into free agency in a year where the expectation was that things were going to move slow, what's your mindset at that point just beginning that process? Just to stay patient. Uh, for me personally, it was try to find the, kind of the best fit and the best opportunity for me. Um, and there were, there were a few teams that I mean, we had decent interest. I mean, there was probably – eight or nine teams that showed some interest and talked about uh, some non-roster deals early on and that kind of thing. And it ended up kind of settling into about four or five teams that showed more interest than the other four uh, that get called early. So for me, it was trying to find the best fit, not necessarily the best money. I mean, the money was going to be very similar with all the teams that, that offered. So for me, I still feel like I have a little bit left in the tank. I mean, I'm still only 30 years old and, you get the non-roster deal with the Brewers, however, it's a, it's a little bit different because there's that a fairly early opt-out where basically the club has to, to commit to you pretty early on. Does that play into the decision at all? I mean, it, while it's still a non-roster deal, it doesn't kind of feel like one, if that makes sense? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was something that we discussed, and, and we definitely made that clear that we wanted that, that early opt-out date um, if we were going to take that non-roster deal. and kind of just protects me a little bit, too. I mean, if something were to go wrong or if we were decided to go in a different direction, uh, it gives me a couple weeks before we're in the spring training before most teams' rosters are set to kind of try to find a different landing spot. But honestly, I don't see that being a big deal or a big difference. Um, I think that I've had a pretty decent start to the start of spring training, feel good at the plate, and kind of hoping that works itself out. Uh, I think it's already coming up next weekend, not this weekend, but the following weekend. So we'll see what happens here in, in another 12 days or whatever it is, but I'm confident it'll work itself out, and, and hopefully I'll be in the Milwaukee on opening day. Your last season with the Brewers, it, it was a struggle. Uh, your numbers rebounded uh, last season. What What's kind of the, the mindset as you continue to try to uh, get back to, to where you were for your, your first few seasons with the club? Uh, the, last year was kind of definitely a trial and error reset for me, and I feel like towards the end of September, I mean, the, actually the whole month of September, had a pretty good finish in Toronto. Um had a kind of a mild slump at the end of August that kind of skewed my overall numbers, and I think that they actually played a little bit better than what those showed. But uh, had a good September over there. Definitely found some things that kind of worked and felt normal again to me. So uh, just looking to build off of that, and for me, just kind of find any way that I can make this team and hopefully contribute um, back to similar levels that they were at uh, prior to 2019. Yeah, the advanced numbers from you last season, the uh, hard hit percentage, the launch angle, the barreling up, like all those numbers w- were good. Do you do you pay attention to that stuff? Yeah, I do more now than I did in the past. I mean, that's kind of baseball's trending too and kind of everybody's talking about, so it's kind of hard not to pay attention to that. Uh, the Brewers are a very analytical team. Um, they pay attention to those numbers too, so a lot of those numbers were brought to my attention in the off season of kind of how last and it kind of backed up how I felt because I didn't feel like I had a year and I was swinging the bat pretty well towards the end of the season. So to see those numbers kind of uh, match up with how I felt personally and, and in my mind, it was a good, good correlation between the two. This club on paper, if, if a lot of people take those steps forward and there were people who struggled last year around uh, on the team and they're looking to bounce back, but on paper, if you get a lot of those bounce backs, it, it seems like this can be a, a really good club. When you look around the clubhouse and you think about a, a lineup that you could potentially be a part of, what's your feelings about the uh, maybe the ceiling for this team this year? I think it's, I think it's a high ceiling. I mean, um, like you said, I think a lot of those guys will bounce back I mean, Christian Yelich is Christian Yelich. He's not going to have a season like he had last year, and he's already looking very, very good so far at the third spring this year. So, uh, very confident in a bounce back from him. And then we get Low Kane back. That's a huge, huge boost to the offense and the defense. And um, some of the other guys that had, I mean, a lot of guys had down seasons last year. So, you're definitely going to, you're going to project that some of those guys are definitely having bounce back years and help. And also, this pitching staff. I mean, this is about as good a pitching staff that I've seen. Um, this is my fourth year with Milwaukee, and it's about as deep and as good as stuff, um, top to bottom, from a pitching staff that I've seen. Are you excited about being potentially part of an infield where you could have a um, a Colton Wong at second and Orlando Arcee at shortstop, and uh, just what those guys are going to maybe be able to do up the middle? For sure. I mean, everybody knows how good uh, Orlando is, and now we get Colton Wong, who's won multiple gloves. 
Uh, Lorenzo Cain in center, that whole right from middle defense yeah. is going to be really good for, for the Brewers for, for a few years now. Hey, Travis, really appreciate you taking some time. Have a great rest of spring, and uh, look forward to seeing you in Milwaukee in a few weeks. All right, guys, thank you. Travis Shaw joining us here on our Brewers Spring Training Special. Some of his baseball card numbers last year he talked about. You know, when, when you talk baseball card numbers, you're talking batting average, home runs, RBIs. When you're talking about the advanced numbers, you're talking about the things that I mentioned, launch angle and hard hit percentage and things like that. More often than not, the two go together. You can, you can see somebody does all those things well in the advanced numbers, and the result is the baseball card numbers end up turning out pretty good. Sometimes... They do everything that they're supposed to, but whether it's hitting into bad luck, whatever it might be. like One of the number one ways to um, go look and see for a bounce-back candidate is go look at a player who has a really high hard-hit percentage, but maybe the batting average on balls in play is really low. So that means they're hitting into a lot of really bad luck. Bad luck shouldn't continue, so that's one of the indicators of a possible bounce-back candidate. That doesn't always work out it doesn't there's been some times where we've seen the brewers kind of hope for those bounce backs and they haven't happened but that is one of the things you can look at when you try to evaluate is this player someone that is going to possibly bounce back and travis did have a good really solid final few weeks with the blue jays last year and absolutely some of those other numbers that you really evaluate a player on they bounce back in a big way compared to his last year with the brewers which we're not going to mince words. He did not hit well. That was a really, really, really rough season for him. And the, one of the biggest questions about this team, I don't, I don't know how many times I've used the word bounce back in this show, but can Travis Shaw get back to being the guy that he was with the Brewers in his first two seasons with the organization? If he can, that where's the hole in the lineup at that point? Uh, that's that's a that's just a solid one through eight lineup, and that's something to be very excited about. All right, we are down to our final interview. We have been doing this since uh, six o'clock. We've talked to a lot of folks. This guy is opening up some eyes in spring training with what he has been able to do so far. Uh, facing big league pitching has not phased him, despite the fact that he's never even technically played in a professional baseball game because he got drafted last year and there was no minor league season. He's Garrett Mitchell. He was the Brewers' uh, top draft choice last year. Opening up eyes in spring. We get to know him a little bit. That is coming up next. More Brewers Spring Training Special continues after this. You're listening to Brewers Spring Training Special. Here we are. We have hit the moment where we are ready for our final interview of the program. This has been fun. I hope you have enjoyed listening as much as I have enjoyed hosting because it's been fun having uh, all these conversations with uh, all these different folks. And uh, This is someone maybe many of you have not heard of this person or you just heard about him when I went to break before uh, uh, before we went to commercial in that last segment. Garrett Mitchell was drafted with the Brewers' top draft uh, pick in last year's draft. 
Since then, well, there's no minor league season. More often than not, when a guy gets drafted, they go play about a half season of professional baseball. Sometimes they go to Appleton. We saw that with Ethan Small a couple years ago, pitched a little bit with the Timber Rattlers. Uh, sometimes they go to one of the short season clubs. And in the, the new minor league system, the short season options don't really exist the way they did previously, and we don't need to get into the weeds on that. But it doesn't matter because none of that was available for, uh, for, for Garrett Mitchell last year. So he's in Major League Spring Training. That means something, by the way. That first time you get invited to Major League Spring Training, that's something. That's a big moment for a lot of professional baseball players. And he's, he's doing well with it. Uh, it's been fun to see him perform, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get to know him a little bit. Let's bring uh, Garrett Mitchell onto the program right now. Garrett, thanks so much for uh, taking a little bit of time. How are you? Yeah, of course, anytime, and I'm doing good. How are you? I am good. Uh, what's this uh, being part of big league spring training, uh, your first opportunity to do that? What's this whole experience been like for you? I mean, it's been great. I mean, for me, obviously, just coming out of the draft in 2020, you know, not really having any experience, you know, with any minor league ball, just coming straight out of college. Um, for me, it's definitely a blessing. Like I said, for me, like, I definitely would say I'm very, very lucky. I'm very, very blessed, and I'm glad that the Brewers gave me the opportunity to be here. Can you explain a little bit what it's been like for you since, really, since the college baseball season got shut down because of the pandemic, going into the draft, going into the off season, uh, the, the uh, just everything that's happened since then? I know you've been a little bit banged up uh, and weren't able to be involved in instructs as much as you would like. But just really, this last year, what has it been like? I mean, I would say it's definitely been uh, a time where, you know, obviously you can't do much, so. I spent a lot of time at first, like right when quarantine was happening, I spent a lot of time at home um, just with, you know, my family and my girlfriend and really just trying to wait out and see what was happening. Obviously, when the college season ended, it was really disappointing because I felt like, you know, coming from a really good program in UCLA that, you know, after a 2019 season um, came up short against Michigan, you know, I felt like 2020 was surprisingly a better team. And also, I think we had a really good chance, you know, to go to a college world series and potentially go on a win. I mean, at the time, we were, I think, 11, 13 and 2, I, I believe is what we were. And we were, you know, ranked second in the country coming off, you know, a good weekend in the, the Dodger Stadium Classic, beating uh, Vanderbilt U.S. Chiefs. Um, you know, it just, it kind of sucked, you know, losing out on all those opportunities. So for me, I just try to make up as much as I, I could, the time I could with my family. My friends, and then as well as training. Training was a big thing during the time, so um, I think the biggest thing for me was, you know, I still felt like I still had a lot to prove on the field. I don't think I was, you know, necessarily satisfied for what I had done up to that point. I think I was kind of just starting to get in the groove in my junior year, and those first 15 games, and I felt like, you know, I was finally turning a corner where I felt like I, I was already, you know, putting up some good numbers. It felt like I was, you know, hitting the ball well, but I still felt like there was some damage to be done that was coming very, very soon. Um, but obviously, you know, after that, spent time at home, didn't do much, trained, stayed safe. You know, the draft came, fortunate, blessed. Um, I would say are the two words that come to mind the most, and I thank God for this every day, but, you know, being a first-round draft pick, being drafted by, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers, who had Milwaukee play for um, probably 
know, five, six, seven years, you know, going back into high school doing, you know, scout ball and area codes. You know, I was on the Brewers. So, you know, I've had a, a lot of conversations and a lot of talks with the Brewers over the years. But, you know, going into the draft day, no talks. Um, so when they called my name, you know, if you saw um, the video, I, mean, I couldn't even hold back tears. I was just like the biggest relief on my shoulders going to a, an organization that trusts and believes in me and knows that I can play this game at a high level, even with type 1 diabetes. And it's me that gives me all the confidence in the world. So for me, I think just this, that whole year of 2020 was just a tough one, but I, but I know that I wasn't the only one in that situation. It was you know, everyone else as well. So, you know, I tried to make the most out of my opportunities, like I said. Obviously, it sucks not being able to play too much in instructs, but I spend most of my time just, you know, trying to get my body back in shape and, you know, feeling good, which I think was the most important thing for me. And, you know, the organization agreed, you know, definitely went on my own pace and what I needed to do to make sure I could get back on the field being healthy. And then I spent, you know, all the pace the instructs and then the rest of the offseason up here in Arizona training, you know, as much as I could as, as long as the facility was open. So, you know, I'm back to... My normal playing weight, I feel good, I feel strong, and I'm happy and I'm excited to be uh, part of spring training with you know a bunch of great baseball players and a bunch of great dudes. There are a lot of guys who have to wait a whole lot longer than you waited to be able to participate in big league spring training for the first time. Did you have an did you have a feeling that you were going to get that invite this year? And what was it like when they did officially uh, extend the invitation? Um, I mean, for me, I didn't think too much about it just because, like I said, as you just said, too, I mean, it's my first year going uh, into this year with the Brewers. So, you know, for me, I didn't really have any expectations. I was just prepared for whatever, the, you know, they told me I would be doing, whether it were to be at, you know, big league camp or, you know, wait until go to minor league camp. But for me, I was just excited. Like I said, I think the opportunity to be able to do this in the first year is not, you know, the most normal thing I know this Know, a good amount of guys, there's different organizations that are doing the same thing as well, but you know, based off of how everything's going, I think for us, any of us, you know, who are first, you know, first, second, third, doesn't really matter, but anyone who's at Big League Camp, you know, who gets to be here, it's exciting. I mean, you I mean, what else is there to be excited about? I mean, that's, you know, the cream of the crop, the top of the top, so, you know, being able to talk to guys who, you know, been playing the game for a very long time, and who have been really, really successful, I think it's been fun just to be able to pick their brains, ask questions, and just get to know them on and off the field. And like I, said, I mean, you have to be able to, you know, be able to communicate, especially when you're on the field. Um, so, I mean, for me, like I said, it's just a blessing to be here. I'm so excited, and you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, the rest of the spring training, doing whatever I can to help with, um, help the team in whatever way I can. Now, I, you've had a little bit of success. We're talking to you on a day where I. I... You had the big hit for for the Brewers, I believe. Um, what, as far as the the pitching that you're seeing, how much different is it than what you've maybe ever seen before? Um, to be to be quite honest, at this point, not not too different. I think you're talking about guys who are able to throw, you know, very hard, but also know exactly where it's going. I think that definitely makes it a little easier knowing that we be going up there with an approach, but you know, I think I think for me that at, at this point it hasn't been too much of a difference. I think I just try to stay focused on an approach when I'm going up to the plate and just trying to have a you know, a locked in game plan. 
versus really thinking about who's on the mound and what they're throwing and stuff like that. But, you know, like I said, it's been great so far. So I've gone a few of that, played some defense, and looking forward to continue to be able to do that. But uh, so I'm hoping, you know, to be able to face some of those um, you know, big leaguer guys, hopefully get a chance to face some guys that I've, you know, I've grown up watching or definitely just, you know, get more experience, you know. It's a it's a weird year because there's camp right now with big league guys, and then uh, the big league team will head to uh, Milwaukee. The AAA guys will go to an alternate site. Minor league camp will get started, and eventually minor league teams will get rolling. Are you expecting to be in Arizona for a while? Have they have they discussed what the plan is with you beyond big league camp uh, breaking up? I mean, I think for everyone right now, there's not too many answers. Because I think we just came, or yesterday, and what we just came out about what's happening with the AAA guys, and, and like having an alternate site for a month, and uh, having AAA season. Um, I don't think they're quite sure um, on what exactly is going to be happening to, for all the minor leaguers and stuff. So um, I'm just staying prepared. I'm staying ready for whatever they ask for me to do, whether it be in Arizona, whether it be in Carolina or Wisconsin. Um, I'm already prepared for whatever the situation is. I think that's just something that, you know, everyone's been having to do, especially since, you know, last year. It's kind of just rolling with the punches and whatever happens. It's just try to be ready and prepared for, you know, whatever happens. Well, Garrett, uh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you. It's good to uh, get to know you a little bit, and we look forward to seeing you uh, in Milwaukee uh, certainly sooner than later. Of course. Thank you for having me. Garrett Mitchell joining us here on the show, and uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I, in terms of like minor league guy, guy who hasn't been in the organization very long, hasn't been a professional baseball, and he, he's a college guy, played at a big school, so I mean, he's done interviews and things like that before, but in terms of being well-spoken, he's, he's there. He's, he's ready to do, he's got that part down in terms of being a big league ball player. There's going to be no problem with him uh, coming into the clubhouse after a game and speaking to the media. That was a fun conversation to be able to have with him and somebody who's got a very, very bright future and has come out in a very, very big way here in spring training. Just the differences this year. So I kind of alluded to a couple things, but let me just explain uh, just to just a couple, two, three things in case you, you don't completely um, understand what's going on. First off, the single A and double A guys are not at spring training right now. They will get there after Major League Spring Training wraps up. That is a rare thing. Generally, everybody's there at the same time. And more often than not, like you'll have, there's no split squad games this year. You'll have split squad games throughout the course of spring training, and a bunch of those lower minor league prospects will come and get some time in these Cactus League games. They don't have that this year. There was a, a specific number of players that you were allowed to have in Major League Spring Training. So for him to be chosen as one of those guys when he's never even played a professional baseball game because there was no minor league season last year, that is saying something, but it's also resulting in him getting opportunities because these games are being played. There's a limited number of players who are available, so somebody like Mitchell's going to go out there and get an opportunity in these Cactus League games. Now, the way everything else is going to play out uh, in terms of where minor leaguers are going to go. Once big league camp breaks, 
the AAA guys are going to go to an alternate training site. Last year, the Brewers had their alternate training site in Appleton where the Timber Rattlers play. I, if, they, if they've announced it, I, I missed it, but I don't think they have officially announced where the alternate training site is going to be this year, but you would think there's a pretty good chance that they would once again go to Appleton. There's a lot of reasons from a geographic perspective that that would make sense. So basically the AAA team would go to Appleton or wherever the alternate training site's going to be. They would train just the same way that the alternate training site guys did last year, and then you would have the Brewers opening up the Major League season. Major League Baseball, at one point, the owners were going to try to push the Major League season back about a month they're doing that with the triple a season the idea being as vaccines continue to be administered throughout the country on an everyday basis the public health situation would probably be better for these minor league teams a month after what was going to be the original start date because don't forget for these minor league teams major league baseball could have games last year and find revenue because of tv Minor league baseball teams make money by fans walking through the door, so you want to be in a situation where you're going to give these minor league teams an opportunity to be able to open up those doors and welcome fans in. So they push back the AAA season a little bit. During that time, there's going to be an alternate training site. The big league guys and the AAA guys leave Arizona. At that point, the single A and the double A guys come in. They go through their spring training, and eventually they will go to their respective sites, and they're going to get their season started a little bit later as well. So very different arrangement this year. But the idea, by the time we hit May, June, hopefully stuff looks kind of normal, some version of normal. That would be the idea of what's going on. So for a Garrett Mitchell, in all likelihood, and if he continues to hit the ball the way he's hitting it right now, maybe he goes to the alternate training site, but that seems unlikely. You would, he even alluded to it a moment ago that you would think he would start uh, either with uh, Carolina or with the Timber Rattlers. And by the way, this year they've switched. Previously, the Timber Rattlers were low A and Carolina was high A. Now that's switched where Carolina's low A and Wisconsin is high A. So if he does not go to the alternate training site, which would seem probable, he would have a really long time in Arizona because he would have all of big league camp in Arizona. And then when the big league guys and the AAA guys leave and the minor league camp starts, he would stay in Arizona. That would be the likely scenario for him. But again, if he keeps performing the way he's performing right now in spring training, you can't help but notice what he's doing, and it's been pretty impressive. All right, so there is one question. We actually got it on the uh, on the text line a few moments ago. We'll have a few minutes to wrap up here in a moment. If you've got any uh, Brewers questions that you want me to answer before we're done, we can do that. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Uh, but there is one question that I hear from people more than any other question, and I will do my version of answering it, even though I don't have much of an answer. We'll do that next as we uh, get set to uh, wrap things up here on our Brewers Spring Training Special. More Brewers Spring Training Special continues after this. This is the Brewers Spring Training Special. Play ball. Just a few minutes left here in our Brewers Spring Training Special. Before I go any further, I do want to thank somebody. 
uh, Brewer Senior Director of Media Relations, Mike Vassallo, who really coordinated all, not, not really, like just flat out did coordinate all these interviews for us. If you haven't been with us for the entire three-hour program, we have spoken with David Stearns, Jackie Bradley Jr., Brandon Woodruff, Craig Council, Corbin Burns, Keston Hira, Brent Suter, Colton Wong, Travis Shaw, and Garrett Mitchell. It was a project to put all of this together, and without the Brewers and without uh, Mike Vassallo specifically, quite honestly, it probably wouldn't have gone done. So a, uh, a big acknowledgement to, uh, to Mike and the Brewers Media Relations Department for what uh, they did in putting uh, this together. It was, uh, this has been a lot of fun, and I really appreciate uh, the Brewers for helping us uh, get all of this done. If you've missed any of it, if you're just joining us and you heard that, and you're like, man, I, I'd really like to hear what David Stearns or what Craig Council had to say, uh, you can hear this back in its entirety. It's available at WTMJ.com. Go to the Brewers Extra Innings podcast page. So if you uh, just go to WTMJ.com and go to podcast, you scroll down to Brewers Extra Innings, click that. Also available on Wisconsin On Demand. So we've got it uh, all over for you, uh, and that's where uh, it will be posted in case you do want to check it out. Well, get out of here. On this, the number one question I get from Brewers fans going into this season, especially now that the attendance situation has been figured out, that there are going to be fans in the stands from the beginning, is Ryan Braun going to play this year or is he done? I don't have an answer. I'll tell you this. I think our public health situation is going to have to improve mightily for him to consider coming back and maybe if we see him, it would be because there is a need on the roster and it would be a situation where things are kind of normal. I don't get the sense, and I haven't talked to him, but I don't get the sense that he probably wants to go do what they did last year in terms of all following all the protocols and just how restrictive everything was. It kind of took some of the fun away from being a ball player. Personally, from a very personal standpoint, I hope that somehow, some way, maybe he's able to return to the club in June or July and just have the proper send-off that a guy like him deserves and get gets a little bit of time with the club. I don't know if it's going to happen, uh, but yeah, that that's the number one thing. I think things have to look a little bit more normal, and then maybe he starts to have that conversation. Not much of an answer, but it's the number one question that I continue to get. My thanks to all of my guests. David Stearns, Jackie Bradley Jr., Brandon Woodruff, Craig Council, Corbin Burns, Keston Hira, Brent Suter, Colton Wong, Travis Shaw, and uh, Garrett Mitchell. Thanks to you for uh, being tuned in, and uh, we look forward to the season getting underway oh so close. Of course, uh, WTMJ is your home for Brewers baseball.